0: 1029 The Hog
1: presents the Bob and Brian Binge.
0: Brought to you by the Rosen Automotive Group. Save a fistful of dollars. Save time and shop online at RosenAutomotive.com. Rosen, Rosen, Rosen. Rosen, Rosen, Rosen. Rosen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Welcome back to the program, actually. Back have Billy Gardell. I
2: love that you uh, had the Mike and Molly theme in there. That's great. That was Keb Moe. Keb Moe did that. It's called I See Love. It's a great tune. Yeah? Yeah. Great blues artist. And so we're uh, off to a good start. He actually came and
0: visited <laughs> us. He's a Chicago <laughs> blues guy. Really, really great artist. But thank you, um, you for that. that. was nice. You always have nice things to say about people. I remember when you were on last time. I don't have time, you don't, bad uh, people. You don't, uh, <laughs> you don't come in and, yeah, who oh, I really hate. No. You know, it really sucks. You know what sucks. sucks. Yeah, you know what uh, sucks. Uh, you seem
2: I'm, too positive that's, that's, to be a comedian. No, I'm, I'm just happy.
1: <laughs> I don't know how that works, cause you know we've heard the formula it takes all time. Brother, all it takes comedy, time. <laughs> all comedy is tragedy, right? right?
2: Well, the first hour has to be, otherwise you're miserable for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, who wants that, man? No <laughs> thanks. You know, I I uh, I got married and I had a kid, and you know suddenly it didn't seem like you know i wanted to fly the anger flag as much so you know you start looking at things a little bit differently a little more gratitude and Life gets easier. And then you don't have to talk about people you hate if you don't hang out with them. <laughs>
1: I know it's a hard equation. Well, you don't have any material and, and if you don't work. hang out with right. them Right. So, right. What do you do? Talk about great things? What comedian no, talks I, about, oh, you know, it was really great. I,
2: I actually start a fight with my wife once in a while.
0: And that's how <laughs> <right. I'm> material. <laughs> Where do you live? I live in Los Angeles. You're from Pittsburgh originally, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And yes. you started in radio, mm-hmm. which is well, the I didn't lowest start, form I,
1: I didn't start of entertainment, Stop, if I like
0: it's entertainment radio. at all. I like morning radio.
2: I love morning radio. I actually started in Orlando, Florida is a stand-up comic, and then uh, a few years in, uh, I would sp- go back and play my hometown, and my buddy Randy Bauman, who runs WDVE in Pittsburgh, which is a local station, which so I love.
0: DVE is a big deal in Pittsburgh. It's a flagship, yeah. man,
2: and all the big syndicated shows have tried to go in there. Nobody changes channel. They're, they're loyal to that, and I love that they're loyal to it, so... We got uh, a Matrix box set up. You know, they send it out to me, so it sounds like you're in the studio. And I get up at 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I make my coffee, and I do from 5.30 to 7, which is 8.30 to 10 in Pittsburgh. And I get to be on the air with those guys. And I've always thought morning radio was a great writing room. It's a great place to try bits. At. It's a great place to get back and forth. And plus, I like to call home because if they shine. go
1: bad, it's just a radio. <laughs> He's like having Eeyore around. It's a
2: lot like you Eeyore. are not the first He's person Eeyore, to say dude. that. Just Eeyore. But,
1: but I'm okay. <laughs> I guess so.
0: So if you don't, I have
1: this job where <laughs> they bring me free stuff.
0: So if okay. you're, I don't know about the free stuff anymore. So if so, if you're hanging around people, and you're doing stuff yeah. you like, and you're fairly happy. Yeah. Uh, do you keep notes? Do you write things down on, on napkins? The way, and, and the, the way it's always, and that's how it used to start. For me, right. Was Everybody co- did Cocktail that. napkins
2: and matchbooks. But um, nowadays, my system, I've kind of, you know, over the years, you kind of pick up your own system. And my system is always this. I've never been a guy that was smart enough to sit down and write an act. Mm-hmm. There are prolific guys like that. You know, they can sit down and they just write it and they go up and they do it and it works. And it doesn't work that way for me. For me, I'll find – I like sarcasm. I like sarcasm with a little love underneath it, I and mean, I think that's a Midwest thing because the truth without love is abuse. Let's be honest. That's all it is.
0: It's very deep. Well, but it's, it's true, though. Very it's very deep.
2: true. So if you can – but see, what I'm saying is the Midwest has that sarcasm where they won't let you take yourself too seriously, which I think is healthy. I think it's a healthy thing. So my system is – it's always one of those comments that I 'll either think of or i 'll hear somebody say something that I think's funny, like when I 'm hanging with my buddies or some guys you know that I know, and then i 'll take that one sentence and i 'll take it up on stage at an open mic night, and I 'll record my set, and i 'll try to put that sentence in there. And then I'll try to add three or four lines to it while I'm on stage. Then I'll come down, I'll listen to the tape, and say lines one work, lines three work, and line five works. But line two and four didn't work. I'll take two and four out, keep one, three, and five, then take one, three, and five up the next time and try to add to that.
0: That I is some I'm organization you got no going there. A lot, a lot, years that sounds like a lot, lot of years, man. Yeah, a lot A lot of years to figure it out. And you've got—wait, you have got to, well, you do not have to lock that in on stage. You lock it in when you listen to it on tape, and then you take it back on stage. Yeah,
2: yeah. What? Like once, once I hear how it works because jokes are very finicky, man. If you ta- if you leave a word out or you don't say it the right way or you don't pause it the right place, it
0: doesn't work. Well, when you say there are it's guys who can combo. sit down and write their yeah. act out and they can do their whole routine, uh, can yeah. you? Do you get? To, do, does your routine get to be where you get lost if you go? Oh, wait a second, where was I? If if some or can no, you or can you just I, drive I, off the road and go all over the place?
2: I, I don't off road too much. Once in a while, I will when I'm trying to expand a bit or write a new bit. But once I know a bit's wor- right, then I'll polish it and polish it and polish it so that it comes out every time the same. And that's when when it sounds like it's just coming out of your mouth for the first time. Then that's that'll work in Alabama. That'll work in Milwaukee. That'll work in New York City. That'll work in Los Angeles. And for a comic who travels the country, you can't just write local stuff. You have to write a joke that's going to hit everybody.
0: Do you um, work in it's a like, local town when you're doing your uh, some bit? Give me a local. Give me a local. Oh, you no, give like me a boom. burb or something. Yeah, of this no, time. I don't. I, yeah, okay. When I
2: started out, I did because that's an easy way to kind of right. get, get them
0: on yeah. your side. Yeah, sure. Everyone nice my sort of, for the yeah, place yeah, yeah, or like, oh, I boobs. wouldn't
2: go there. <laughs> yeah, right. I it's, heard they're
0: going to do Survivor there. Like every band used to write the name of the town they're in on the back. of Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, it seems yeah, like it seems like a real yeah. hack way to get you know the crowd, I, like you said, I,
1: on your side. I, I think
2: you're learning at the beginning, and I think that's okay in the beginning. But as your confidence builds, you don't don't really have to do that. You know?
1: You're on tonight. Tonight, tomorrow, and, yes, sir. and Wednesday. Northern Lights,
0: Le- Northern Lights Theater, which is you a know? great room.
2: Great room. Great intimate theater inside the Pottawatomie. I love it. I've been coming here a lot of years, and that's one of my favorite places. Is
0: it play. possible for people to be too close or you to hear too much in a room like that? Because it just seems like it's so... But you, if you work clubs, I guess they're really up yeah. on top of you anyway. So it doesn't it, matter to a comedian. Yeah, I mean, uh, the
2: clubs that I used to work, there was a four-foot-by-four-foot four stage, and they were right there in <laughs> front of you. So it doesn't...
0: <laughs> Like the theater, to me, they feel like they're 40 miles away anyway, right. so it doesn't phase me. How you know? terrifying is that when you're uh, when you're just getting started? When you're getting, it's horrifying. Because there's nowhere you, to go, and they no. can swipe at your legs. Yeah, you literally you can leg you can get leg swept, <laughs> literally. And you can't you don't want to
2: make eye contact with them, and it's it's a real it's, it's psychotic. You How, can't stop ta- walking, and talking. And so
1: if the room is really big, yeah, it's you know, more that, comfortable. That goofs up your. Claiming a little, doesn't it? Um, doesn't what
2: it, it does is, when it's a big room, you have to go a little bit slower because the laugh goes out, and then it comes yeah. back in. So, in, in an intimate room, you got to bang them, you got to bang them. That's one of the things. When I made the jump from comedy clubs to theaters and casinos, you have to get used to that rhythm. Because in a comedy club, if you let them breathe for a second, <laughs> you're going to get beat on.
1: Yeah, All <laughs> go, right, you suck. <laughs> you can't let any air go,
2: you know. But in a theater, there's a little more of a. It's a different atmosphere because people have paid a higher dollar to come see you so that they, they have more vested in it, you know. And in the comedy clubs, you know, you would some people would pay for your ticket but when nobody knew who you were, a lot of times you were the coupon. And if you're the coupon <laughs> guy, they're going to beat on you anyway. It doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> you said uh, making eye contact with stuff. How long does yeah. it take you to learn to, to speak to the audience and make eye contact with the audience? Yeah. And how far back do you look and how close up do you I, look?
2: I, and- I was taught by a great comic, Ben Creed, to learn to work the pockets. So you got to learn to work the pockets in a comedy club. This is how you crush a room. First, got to have good jokes, obviously. But the way you do it is you come out and you deliver the first joke to the center of the room. Then you deliver the second joke to the left of the room. Then you des- deliver the third joke to the right of the room. Then you keep doing that until you feel them kind of unite as a group. Then you can pace the stage. And then what feel you do them unite as a group. Well, Boy, yeah, because, spend because a little time on that one. Well, because what happens is sometimes the right side's not—they're t- not paying attention to your show. Sometimes the left side and the center are.
1: Is that a function so, of, like, where the, I don't know, the, the bar is or where the restrooms no, are? No, or? That's, on,
2: that's on the comic. Okay. The, it's the comic's job to draw everybody in. So what happens is when you, when you do that, you feel that you feel the, the room kind of come together. So then as you walk the stage, you shouldn't just be pacing aimlessly. You should walk according to where the laughs are strongest. And you learn to listen to it. So you're like, okay, the left side, I'm starting to lose them a little bit. I need to go back over there. Okay, the right side's going down a little bit. I need to go back over there. And that's how you keep the entire
1: room together. It's like a For school teacher that room. walks around the room so everyone, well, you know, yeah. the guys yeah. in back aren't. The good ones are, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like a teacher who puts the bad kids in front because she <laughs> mm. knows they don't listen mm. as well. Exactly so she gets right. them
0: right up front. Exactly. Does every good comic know this? Um, I think uh, my generation's probably the last generation that knows this. And that's another question. Yeah. What? Uh, 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago, comedy clubs were everywhere, yeah. everywhere. There weren't yeah. enough comics to fill them on Friday and Saturday night. You didn't night. even have to be a name to get a big
2: crowd back in yeah. because it was about selling the sign. It was about, hey, there the comedy more- club's going to be a fun night out. Let's just go. Right. Yeah. But now it's, you know, it, it hit its peak. Then it got watered down. And now the, the the guys that do what I do, the storytelling and the, and the, the old school way of comedy. And once my generation's gone, it'll be this alternative thing that's happening now. That's kind of the next, that's the next evolution in comedy, and that's the that's it, They that's the, the, the dominant part of the market now is these alternative comics.
0: Yeah, we got a lot that's of good. Do. We got a lot of good comics out of mm-hmm. that time that I was talking about 20, 30 years ago. when oh, comedy clubs were everywhere. We amazing. got a lot of good comics, but did we get a lot of bad comics too? Yeah, because Because ob- yeah, they had to fill them. There were so many to there fill. Was,
2: there was more rooms than there were comics, and now there's more comics than mm-hmm. there are rooms. So, yeah, that that definitely is flip flopped. And nowadays, I'd say, I, I think the best guy in comedy right now, the guy who's the best right now, who's doing it the best, is probably Billy Burr. I think he's the best example of a great comic out there right now. I think sure. he's the best, hands down. But there's a wave coming now. Like I said, it's, it's more of a... It's I don't know, it, it's, it seems as if they don't, like, my generation wants to beat you on the ribs. We want your head to whip back, we want you to laugh as hard as you can, as much as you can. Now there's this alternative thing where it's kind of a, I don't know, it's like a spoken word type, type of thing, you know. There's a few guys that do it brilliantly, I think Patton Oswald does it brilliantly, I think he's ingenious at it. But it's a, it's a different kind of thing that's, that's kind of taken over the comedy scene. Talking to Billy
0: Gardell, he'll be at... Uh, I feel old. no, no you th- really? Well, you're just, it's experience. And you can actually, you know, yeah. you can sit... And, this is like comic science is what <laughs> it's, it's like. It's like economics <laughs> of right. Because it's like we're breaking down the art of comedy here at the we're comic studio. Back. So when you guys look like you're up there pacing to us, there's a method to that madness. If you're doing what I'm doing. Right. Now, there's some guys that
2: just see comics pacing and they don't know that they're doing
0: that, so they just think you're supposed to walk back and forth. Well, but stage,
2: take uh, you
1: know? Stephen Wright. He didn't move, Jeez. did
2: he? No, he walks back and forth all the time.
1: Really? That's Wha- my just perception. He's just standing show, there almost doing nothing. He, he walks and... Chris st-
2: Rock paces like a tiger. He gets it. And, and Stephen Wright will walk and stop. Yeah. And then he'll walk and stop. And that's also
0: the rhythm of his jokes. Okay. Who made so you laugh when you uh, were a kid, when you were growing I up? I
2: think the first great laughs I had were uh stealing my dad's George Carlin records yeah yeah AMFM and Class Clown were, were just epic and then when I found Richard Pryor I was like oh my god
0: you had to hide him from your mom <laughs> right well yeah I was like nine I'm just <laughs> I re- like I down remember- in the basement listening to him real quiet <laughs> this is you know? no joke I yeah. had George Carlin albums and Cheech and Chong records right the Cheech and Chong records that I listened to when I was a kid you know like seventh eighth grade mm-hmm. and my parents had no idea what was on him and one day my dad said what is that and, Thought okay, take a chance, play this for him. You know the A Cheech and Chong album, and he's laughing, he he's like laughing it? hard. Oh, he said, great. "He said for God's sake, don't let your mother hear these." <laughs> you know, and that but, was the
2: exciting part of those records was they were a little taboo to be listening to right. when you were young. You know, big I bamboo got
1: occupation fool for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> from, you know, my mom oh, You see, you've never, <laughs> seen see George Carlin on dumb. the Phil w- Flip oh, Wilson show unbelievable. And there's like filthy words is on that yeah, We're listening to it like, sure. Oh well, my goodness, I yep. don't know about that <laughs> yeah, So we all grew up listening to
0: the same thing I think, yeah, those were the stages. Okay, so how do we get stuck with radio When you're doing radio, you're doing <laughs> TV You're doing comedy mm-hmm. What's What else is left for you? What do you want to do?
2: I think, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for everything that's happened, man. I, I don't have a complaint. If I, if I have one thing left I'd try to like to break into, is I'd like to try to do something in film. I'd like to get uh, a decent movie part. But, you know, I, you know, I learned a long time ago that you should go through the door that's open. Don't keep banging on the one that's closed. <laughs> if it opens, it opens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Film has not opened up for me. I've had little bit parts. But I haven't had that role yet, you know what I mean? And I want to do stuff more like – like I've had a couple offers to be, you know, the fat guy who spills mustard on his chest. I don't really want (laughs) to do that because I have the luxury – the reason is I I have the luxury of playing with house money right now, so I don't have to do that. (laughs) What I'm looking to do is the kind of stuff that, like, Gandolfini did or that, that Jackie Gleason did. I want a big man that's a little more serious. That's what I want to go for next. That's, you been, that's
0: my next try. You've been doing Mike and Molly how long now? This
2: is our sixth season and probably our last. Oh. I think CBS is going to pull the plug at the end of January. Okay. But it's it's you're in a season after. finale? Or? Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're, okay. we're working
0: up to a finale now. But so you we'll, were never one of those guys who was like, I just want to get out of this Mike and Molly thing. I'm so tired <laughs> to do it. Man, this is so beneath no. me. You know, one of those things. You no. Know, right. stretching you know, my wings you knew five. a good Thing when you had it, right? Mike Amalia's been really good to you. You know what's funny
2: is our whole cast knew it. And I think it's because everybody was over 40 when we hit. Yeah. Melissa was over 40. I'm over 40. <laughs> Reno's over 40. And, and it, it wasn't that arrogant. We have a show now. <laughs> right. You have to treat us nice. You know, we were like, we got good parking. You know, right. the
0: coffee's free. Do you know that?
2: We get free coffee. So you knew
0: you had a good thing. We all did from the jump. Okay. End, from the and jump it was never, there was never lost on you in the six seasons not, that you've you been Let me doing tell you that.
2: something. There'll be a lot of crying the last week of that show, but everybody knows what a gift it's been. And Melissa McCarthy, I can't say enough about because she not only – did great on our show but she had this rise in movies that we haven't seen since like eddie murphy did not change at all kindest yeah. person i know the whole cast is like that man and then we have a lot of seasoned pros we got rondy reed who came out of steppenwolf in chicago and lou mastillo who came off broadway Susie kurtz who's a legend were you intimidated so, you know man i when was you first got I there i was so terrified yeah. that i was going to be the weak link because I'm here, like, you but got, your name's first in you, the whole operation, <laughs> right, <Mike>. dude? Right. <laughs> he right. must be the and, best. And, yeah. and, and I'm just, a, I'm just a club comic who got a gig. Yeah. You know, you got Katie Mixon came out of Carnegie Mellon. Reno went to the School of Fame that, that was based on Fame in New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luma Broadway. Swizzy Kurtz Emmy and Tony winner. Okay. Rondy Reed. Where'd you come Tony from? Tony winner. <laughs> I, mean, I came from Chuckles. Like, I was. I'm, I'm the second show at Chuckles. Right. right. Which
0: Which of these so, things don't right belong here? Exactly. Hey. So, so I, I could I see was, you being terrified.
2: I was terrified. And, and you know what? I was really honest with them about that. And they, they huddled around me and carried me. And, and, and also we had another gift. We got directed by Jim Burroughs the first two years. And Jim Burroughs, legendary director, che- uh, Friends, Cheers, Taxi, yeah. Will and Grace. That's pretty good so, m- resume. So they took care of me. And then Chuck Lorre told me, he said, look, man, you're going to be surrounded by such a group of gifted people. You're not going to have to take the water up the hill yourself. And, and they, Melissa helped me in those scenes where you have to really trust and have like an emotional moment because our show does that. And then the rest of them, they were just great with me, man. They, were, they, were, they surrounded me and made me a better actor. And that's why it's been—it's been epic.
0: You know, in Thirty Rock, the uh, the final episode, they said if you look at their eyes, and a lot of those scenes They're are all bloodshot because everybody yeah. was crying. It's before. hard, man, because so, you
2: become a family. Six years in, we're going to all be weeping. Plus, there's
0: go- a lot of Irish on our show.
2: We'll be weeping. <laughs> okay. We'll be right. weeping and walking around but,
0: going, "Oh, we don't deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> but you still got—you still more TV for you because you've got uh, yeah. Monopoly Millionaires Club. Yeah,
2: I got a game show now that's on syndicated. We just went into season two. We've given away seven million bucks already. It's the biggest cash game show on television. We film it in Vegas. It's out back of uh, Bally's. They built a sound stage, okay. And uh, it's based on Monopoly. They did the impossible. They made Monopoly fast. <laughs> I don't know how they did that, but all the games uh, move very fast, and it's all based on the imagery from those, uh, from the games we grew up with, like the Railroad Company, and Community Chest, and all that stuff. And then the final game is uh, the person who risks the most can go around the Monopoly board if they can get around in five rolls and land on Go, they win one million dollars. And we've done it seven times total. How do you land that gig? You know, here's what happened. Do you have the best (laughs) agent in the world or what? (laughs) Well, here's what happened. I told my manager I wanted to do a, a big game show. Because game shows for comedians, very easy transition. First thing you learn how to do in a comedy club, host a show. So it's a natural transition for us. That's why you see... All these comedians that can host these shows. So you got Steve Harvey, you got Wayne Brady, you got Drew Carey, you got Craig Ferguson. It's an easy transition for us. So I wanted one, but I wanted a big show. I wanted like if Gleason had a show, that's what I wanted. <laughs> so Monopoly became available, and so I told my agents to go after it. And I went in and I auditioned for it. It was me and four other guys, and I beat them out and I won the part. And now we did our first year weekly, and then now they're talking about going to an everyday show, which is really what I want to get to. So. And then
0: your focus. time, then you'll be, then you're going to time your your bandwidth is really going to start getting eaten up if you have to do five of those a week.
2: Five, well, we're going to think about doing. I think they're going to film once, uh, once a once a month in Vegas for a week, and we're going to do five shows a day for four shows, or four or four days. So we'll do twenty shows in a week, and we'll build our year that way. Plus, that'll leave me time to do other stuff.
1: How much interaction with the contestants do you do, or is it?
2: I talk to them. It's i the host. I got to talk. I know, to.
1: but I mean, I look at Steve Harvey. He right. asks every one of them a question. Well, you, uh, he my, fools around with their answers yeah, I a lot. Try to, I
2: th- you want to make people <clears>
1: feel comfortable, and I want them to win. It's not my money.
2: I don't okay. care. I want him to beat the house. Act like, right, right. Act right.
1: like I'm on the show right now. Make so, me feel comfortable, so, well,
0: Billy. I, Come on, make me feel morning. comfortable I, right now. <laughs> I don't think there's any making you two very, feel comfortable. Very to be second, honest. I want to feel comfortable. especially him. He really hasn't it. been comfortable in many years. Itchy. No, I'm many not. years. All right, so, so
2: but it's good. It's it's a nice vibe because we're getting we're late going, here. You know? Oh, ahead. we are. We are all so late right now, Billy. No, no, no. I'll give you a nice smooth goodbye. Roll
0: the theme, Rock, because he really likes this theme. I do.
1: that was very classy.
0: You're at Northern
2: Lights Theater tonight, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Padawata, I mean Mike and Molly. Come on down. You're doing and you
1: can it. check out uh, Monopoly Millionaires Club on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. I just want to hug you, man. You do? I want. You need a big I hug. A you probably need a hug. You need a hug. You, kinda, you know. You is do. there a woman who's You're that guy your at size? the end of
0: the bar that just everything's bad. It's <laughs> always bad. Hey, if you hug him, I want a picture of it because we're putting <laughs> it on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Billy, the door's always open. Thank Stop you for your by time, time. Guys. Love Thank to have you so back. Much.